0: Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. Starting off with strike action in the food and grocery sector. As the supermarket workers who are members of the GMB union went on strike for 48 hours on 9th and 10th February in Gosport, Hampshire, and 3,000 delivery drivers working for Deliveroo, Uber Eats, Just Eat and Stewart announced that they would go on strike on February 14th between 5 and 11pm to raise awareness of poor pay and working conditions.
1: In other news, Aldi plans to invest over £550 million into expanding and improving its store and distribution. Network over the course of the year, creating over 1,500 new jobs. New job opportunities will also be created at the retailer's current stores, distribution centres, and offices. And Waitrose is investing £30 million in price cuts across products, including British meat, fruit, and vegetables, and cupboard staples, with further cuts to be announced in the spring.
0: Elsewhere in the sector, Sainsbury's warned customers of supply issues affecting its nationwide supply of black tea as a result of disruption in the Red Sea. Although other supermarkets, including Waitrose, did not report such issues, and Lidl is replacing paper pricing tags with electronic shelf labels across UK stores in order to improve efficiency, as colleagues will spend less time updating price tags manually. The retailer also claimed the move will save over 206 tons of carbon annually as a result of reductions of paper and packaging.
1: Now let's move on to the clothing and footwear sector. Starting off with results, Under Armour recorded a 6% year-on-year fall in revenue in its third quarter to December 2023. International revenue growth was robust, but North American revenue dropped. Sales of apparel and footwear fell in the period, while accessories revenue was flat. The retailer reduced its sales expectations as a result.
0: Former Arcadia brands and Debenhams, which were acquired by Boohoo in 2021, reported improving performance. Dorothy Perkins reported the largest fall in pre-tax losses from just under £16 million to £1.2 million in the year end, to February 2023 despite a 30% fall in sales in the period. Debenhams saw its losses narrow from £11 million to £732,000 in the period, with sales climbing by over 50%. Burton saw sales fall almost 50%, but recorded a substantially narrower loss last year compared to the previous year. Wallace was the only brand to record a profit in the period with sales remaining flat at £27 million.
1: Elsewhere in the sector, Missy Empire was accused of creating a «toxic» work culture, following allegations made by 18 former female staff members to The Guardian that include bullying, shouting, foul language and degrading comments. Meanwhile, Matterland's chief financial officer Stephen Hill stepped down from his role and will be succeeded by former Poundland Finance Director Dave Williams. Williams will first join the retailer as a chief financial officer designate before assuming the permanent position, and joining the board following a handover period. And Poundland was forced to remove Motherland signs from its new store in Bedfordshire, which contains an extensive kids' wear collection, after Mothercare issued a cease and desist. The retailer subsequently changed the branding to Parentland.
0: In other news, Fraser's Group increased its stake in en Brown to 20%, as well as consolidating its position as Boohoo's largest single shareholder, upping its stake to 22% last week. And Marks and & Spencer started selling Puma and Reebok products on its sportswear platform The Sports Edit, which now offers five of the top 10 global sportswear brands. Over 140 products from Puma and Reebok will be introduced over the next two months. Moving on to health and beauty, the body shop appointed Tony Wright, Jeff Rowley and Alistair Massey of FRP Advisory as joint administrators of its UK business. The retailer's international head franchise partners will not be affected by the process. It comes after the body shop was acquired by private equity firm Aurelius from Natura just six weeks before Christmas and Debenhams partnered with AI and AR beauty platform Revive to offer customers personalised skincare, hair care and makeup advice on the retailer's website, including real-time analysis, personalised guidance and tailored recommendations. The first phase of the scheme to be rolled out will consist of a digital skincare advisor, while a second phase will include digital makeup and hair care
1: advisors. In Electricals News, AO acquired certain assets of mobile phone retailer A1 coms which went into administration this month, for £2.2 million. The retailer bought the assets and intellectual property rights to the website's affordable mobiles, by mobiles and mobile shop. 73 jobs were saved as a result of the acquisition. And EEE plans to invest £6 million into its UK store estate over the next year, planning to open more than 10 of its new format experimental stores between April 2024 and March 2025. These stores will include a welcome zone, gaming zone, base camp and a technology corner. It comes as the company's flagship store at Westfield London, White City, which opened in June 2023, saw a 250% increase in footfall when compared with its previous store at the same location.
0: In the homewares sector, Dunelm posted sales growth of 4.5% in the 26 weeks to December, noting that this was driven by volume increases rather than rising prices. Sales made through digital channels rose to 36% of the total. The retailer is also planning to open its first stores in inner London, after noting high rates of sales growth in the city, as well as in the 16-24 to age bracket.
1: And in DIY and gardening news, B&Q raised the hourly rate for its UK employees, effective from April 2024. This will represent an increase of 7%, outpacing inflation, as well as being 77 pence higher than the 2024 national living wage. Meanwhile, Kingfisher revealed its ambition to have over 20,000 employees take part in further learning programs within the next six years. It comes as the retailer reached its current learning program target two years early.
0: Now let's shift gears to department stores, marketplaces and specialists. Waterstones saw pre-tax profits fall in the 52 weeks to April 2023. It comes despite sales climbing in the period. The retailer attributed the results in part to its transition to a new warehouse system in 2022. It further noted a recovery in sales and footfall in metropolitan areas driven by the post-pandemic increase in tourist numbers and workers returning to the office. In other news, Poundland is set to revamp 150 store branches by August, while also expanding key ranges. The revamp will include new signage, flooring and lighting, as well as improved back-office spaces for colleagues. 42 stores are set to have been renovated by Easter, and John Lewis' partnership appointed Claire Swindle as a non-executive on its board. Swindle previously held roles including Chief Financial Officer at Tesco.com, Co-Chief Executive of National Lottery operator Camelot, and Group Chief Financial Officer at Tesco's club COD partner Dunhamby. That's all for this week's news update you've been listening to the retail roundup your weekly briefing from retail economics let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform if you enjoyed this show remember to follow us and tune in again next monday for the latest updates sign up for more insight including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk thanks for listening